what you think, Fred. All right. Fred. <laughs> like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm doing very well, Jen. Is it just going to be me and you or Eli and Zach going to pop in? Yeah. They'll talk every once in a while. But... <laughs> he was already here. Right away. It's kind of well, we're used to you atta- attacking us, so. Yeah. Sorry. Look at <laughs> Let's just put it this way. Who do you see as the quarterback week one for the Green Bay Packers? I see. Welcome in everybody to another edition of Open Book here on Game On Wisconsin. As you can see this week, it's gonna be just me and Jen. Zach is uh a little bit busy with some with some other stuff, but I am very excited. Jen, I think this might be our first open book with just the two of us. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that same thing. I know Zach and I have done some without you, but I don't think yeah. you and I have ever done a show without Zach. At least not when he's uh like for the whole show. He's popped out yeah. before, but yeah, <laughs> this is yeah, our, definitely our first out. solo show. Yeah, so it's going to be a good one. Obviously, we're coming off a win heading into the biggest game so far of the season with obviously a lot of news surrounding that game. But before we jump into that, uh, well, first off, Jen, how you doing? Obviously, I'm sure everyone by now is well aware of your trip to California. Last week's show, Open Book Live, me, you, and Zach. Anyone who hasn't seen that yet, make sure to go to YouTube and check that out. But uh, yeah, Jen, give a quick overview for everyone who missed it, how your trip was. Yeah, I mean, so fair warning, if you do go watch that show, I'm still really upset about it because the quality was not at all what I prepared for. Um, So thank you to anybody who stuck with us and watched that one. I know it was really tough video and audio, but um, it was a lot of fun regardless, you know, just for the three of us to be able to do a show together. It was a lot of fun and I can't wait till the next time we get to do it. But as for my trip, yeah, it was really, it was a lot of fun. You know, I've never traveled by myself. I hardly ever travel anyway. So uh, two time zones, a little weird. You know, I was going to bed at like 930 because I was not used to it. And I was waking up at like 6, 630. So I felt like I was on this amazing sleep schedule for the whole week. And then I got home and I was like, man, really wasn't that great. So I'm a little jet lagged right now. Um no, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I got to see you, Zach, Jamie, who, if you're on Packers Twitter, you should know who she is. She brought me to the beach and everything, so that was really nice. Uh, you know, I got to just kind of explore L.A., and I stayed in Anaheim, so I kind of explored around there. Uh, spent most of Saturday on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, yeah, I just kind of played tours for a week, and, you know, so- I didn't get to- Everybody, you know, everybody's got their busy schedules, so it was nice. You know, it's a place where even when I'm not hanging out with you guys, I was still able to preoccupy myself. And yeah, I definitely missed a lot. So I will have to come back. It was a lot of fun. So it wasn't so horrible that I refused to come back. No, I definitely miss it. Um, I mean, I came home and there's like a 40 degree difference between California and Minnesota. I am kind of re- acclimating myself my allergies I have to kind of re-experience my seasonal allergies right now so if I start sneezing I'm sorry my eyes are super watery I told Eli I took some allergy (laughs) medicine before the show so if I start to get really yeah so we're we're um... basically down a co-host and a half right now 
just because yeah. I'm so, you know, between my jet lag and my allergies and the medication, it's just, it is what it is. But yeah, today was my first day back at work. And I mean, everybody's like, welcome back to reality. And I'm like, thanks. I hate it. I yeah, want to go back. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I <laughs> oh, hate it. Exactly. And it, yeah. it's such an odd week too, because I flew in, flew back home Monday, didn't go into work Tuesday just to kind of have that extra day going into yeah. work Wednesday and then a Packer game on Thursday, my schedule, like my week, I just am so discombobulated. I don't even know what day it is. And then having to go into work Friday, I don't know. It's just, it's going to be yeah. a really odd week. I just feel like my schedule is so out of whack, but I mean, it was worth it. I had a lot of fun out there. Yeah. yeah look, I mean, yeah, your schedule, I think, I think you'll need this weekend to just kind of re- reset your entire schedule, but uh, oh no. Pull up that comment. Yeah, I have a story. Um, yeah, there was <laughs> so, blue cheese. There, there was blue cheese. So Jamie, Eli, and I all went to 33 Taps. Shout out to them to watch the Packers game. A lot taps. of fun. And out. we went to Hard Rock Cafe on Hollywood Boulevard for lunch afterwards. And Eli witnessed me in person order a side of blue cheese, went to the bathroom to wash my hands, and I come back and he's roasting me in our group chat with Zach about really? how I'm going to like, take it as a shot and stuff and it, it you know it was normal blue cheese but it wasn't enough and i definitely needed two sides but i don't want to yeah, get made fun of more even shots. more <laughs> yeah she needed more shots of blue cheese and it was nice though to see like the legend in person of the blue cheese <laughs> if only we had the gargantuan tub of mayonnaise it would have just been the perfect i know we didn't go anywhere where i needed mayonnaise i didn't like order a sandwich or anything anywhere but if we would have gone to subway or something you would have yeah, seen me put mayo on my sub. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a good thing that didn't happen because that would have made me nauseous. But let's let's talk about that experience at 33 Taps and the game we watched while we were there. Number one, awesome bar. First time I've been there. Obviously, first time Jen's been there. I plan on returning. Anyone who's in the California area, if you're traveling out here, want to find a Packers bar, highly recommend it. And, yeah, the Packers played a good Washington football team and came out with a with a pretty convincing win. I mean, it wasn't like on the show uh, on last week's show, I did predict maybe a bit more of a blowout. I said the Packers, you know, would have maybe their best four quarters of the season. And in some ways, I think they did maybe just didn't translate to a ton of points. But I do think it was one of their most complete performances of the year, winning 24 to 10. It was really 24 to 7. Most of the game, they hit a late field goal. But it also could have been, you know, if Heineke doesn't dive a hair yeah. early, that game that was, was also so... very different. Uh, so, yeah, let's I talk know, about I... for a second because it was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, when you saw it live, did you just assume he was in or did you think he might have gone down early? I assumed he was in, but I can understand kind of why he went down as early as he did because it kind of looked like, I don't know if it was Amos kind of in his savage. peripheral. So, it was Savage. Okay, I knew mm-hmm. it was one of the safeties, but... I mean, when they're in your peripheral and you're just trying to get in, I mean, maybe that's just less body awareness. I mean, Heineke, it's not like he's one of the superstar quarterbacks in this league, but he, I don't know. I really do want to give a lot of props to him. I mean, grew up a Brett Favre fan, wears number four because of him. So obviously he came to ball out at Lambeau. That was a really unfortunate uh, mistake that happened for him. But I mean, he got the Lambo leap, didn't get the touchdown, so it's worth, uh, yeah, I mean, he, you know, it's a soul for a soul kind of thing. So, I mean, I know a lot of people were really mad about that, but I, I kind of, I know 
we were, I was kind of yelling at you in the bar because you were being a little bit of a yeah. dick. But <laughs> well, because I was like, oh, you don't jump, you don't Lambo leap, and then yes, you did explain him. I did explain. You know, he kind of got the free pass for me simply because he grew up that Brett Favre Packers fan. So yeah. I mean, for him, for someone like that, that's the ultimate dream. And you know, if you don't get to play for the team that you love, being able to Lambo, so he got that free pass from me. Maybe I'm just too nice of a person. Yeah, no, look, it's, it's a but... good thing you missed this week's episode of Pack a Day with me and Dan because Dan was not happy about that. I oh, I kind of no. saw some comments. Oh, look at there's our oh, there's our but... dog. <laughs> yes, there he is, the wolf dog animal that Zach is. Zach, we are missing you, of course. You yes, know, of course. You are you are taking care of business, as they say. So, He's always um, with us in spirit. Exactly. We can't get away from him, obviously. <laughs> yeah, we try, but it just doesn't really work. But um, yeah, so that the one thing I would say about that Lambo leap, though, is that he was was fine. He found the one Washington fan, and uh, that's fine. But there was a Packer fan that was there and kind of like celebrating with him, and I thought that was a little bit egregious it was more just like you shove him out pretty immediately but you either you either push him or you just kind of like don't do anything you know yeah but you, yeah you definitely don't uh you definitely don't cheer him on but look it didn't end up being a touchdown because maybe he knew maybe he was like it's not a touchdown yeah. so <laughs> we're celebrating it not being a touchdown <laughs> yeah it was honestly i mean i feel like it was but that that could have been a that could have been a game changer though you know the momentum yeah. swing so i think that Packers really got lucky with that one and you know because they did actually have red zone stops on defense but that's, that's what I was about to kind of red zone you know defense. kind of one of those lucky lucky ones there <laughs> yeah but I mean still even yes there was some luck there but three red zone stops they gave up zero touchdowns in the red zone the only touchdown was that deep ball to McLaurin and after giving up I believe it was 16 consecutive touchdowns in the red zone too many to count yeah so to, to have three consecutive stops it's very big. And look, even if that means there's some luck in there, there's always going to be some amount of luck when it comes to these kind of things. And I'm just happy that they got past it. I feel like it was kind of hanging over them, the red zone, the red zone, the red zone. Right. They, they had four consecutive. It started with that blocked field goal, too. Yeah. yeah Which, but then they turned around and blocked Mason Crosby. Blocked but I, I've yeah. seen that coming for weeks. But that one was a weird yeah. one because, you know, we've been talking Not about familiar. that right side of the line. So, yeah. but it was right up the middle. So it was just a really low kick and. I don't know. That game wasn't an enigma. It was just really weird. So much odd things happening, yeah. but so much, yeah, so many having, odd things happening. <laughs> yeah, us having a blocked field goal. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Back the last to back. That, those were back to back drives, right? Where we blocked theirs and then they blocked ours. I don't know. It was yeah. like you don't but really nice. see you don't see blocked field goals too often. So to see them back to back from each team, it was just yeah. kind of like early on. You're like, oh no, it's going to be one of those kinds of games. Yeah, but I'm happy that overall. Our special teams, you know, was 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 solid, and I think overall on offense and defense, they were for sure defensively very solid. And on offense, just starting the game and seeing what we saw last year, which was opening drive touchdowns. Which last year, I think, thirteen of sixteen games, we scored a touchdown on the opening drive, or for sure points on the opening drive, which is insane by itself. This year has not so much been the case, and it was just nice to see them start fast. And that throw from Rodgers to Adams on the first touchdown, I mean... I mean, who leaves Adams that open? Even if you think Rodgers is looking a different way or moving a different way, it doesn't matter. He has such phenomenal body control where if he sees a guy, 
he's going to find a way and he's just magical that way. So you can't ever leave Devonte open. You can't assume that Rogers isn't going to see him or any receiver for that matter. He's going to find a way to make those plays. And if you leave Devonte open for even a hair, it's, you know, Game it's dangerous. So I thought that was just a beautiful play. So I don't know. It was a good way to get things started for sure. Yeah, it was, it really was. It was a great play and the throw from Rogers yeah, I'm not going to get over that anytime soon. Just on the run, and he didn't even like obviously. He made it look so easy, though. It looked yeah, he so really made it look simple. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And but before we we continue to discuss this game and obviously the Cardinals game and all the news surrounding the Packers right now, uh, we do have to thank Artec Ventures. Is this show open book? as it has been every week, is brought to you by Artec Ventures. The goal at Artec Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all of the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artec Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. So thank you to Artec Ventures for sponsoring the show, as they've done all year. And Getting back to the Washington game, uh, I would say, uh, yeah, I mean, we did cover the red zone defense a bit, but uh, the one kind of thing that I took maybe negatively from that game was just the, the run game for the Packers was essentially non-existent. Aaron Rodgers was second on the team in rush yards with, I think, 16, and Aaron Jones led the team with 19, so really not their most efficient running day. It seemed like it was pretty planned, though. A lot of times in the Matt LaFleur era, if the run game disappears it's either they've fallen down by a ton or uh they just kind of abandoned it but it seemed like in this game it was kind of like that was their game plan going in like we could beat them with the pass but we're not going to do that well with the run and overall it yeah. worked but, but i didn't love seeing those low numbers for jones and obviously dylan fumbling twice losing one of them so i think weird. again game, it was a weird game that usually yeah. doesn't happen but i and mean yeah, rogers i think did that we didn't pick up. I mean, they, they fumbled at least twice, maybe three times, where we had the chance to pick it up and just missed it. Savage well, it's like jumping on one. Savage, Savage I don't think he can really play that ball much better. It's just, you know, unlucky that it slips out his armpit like that. So it was just kind of, you know, he fell on it the way he's supposed to. And it, What are you laughing at? You know, because he froze for a second. And uh, oh. <laughs> it was just a yeah. yeah. One of case going when it froze. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, it, it was, there, it was yeah. a good game. No, no, um, no, your service is good. It was just for a second. I to laugh. But no, but like you said, okay. uh, Savage, like he jumped on it and it was literally like maybe it was just, it was too open. Like his, his body kind of slid the ball out from under him. And that was strange. And then we had on AJ Dillon's first fumble, it was deep in our own territory. Lucas Patrick jumped on it was a very big play because if he doesn't get that, they're starting their drive in the red zone. Could have been a game changer. So shout out to Lucas Patrick for covering up that fumble. But uh yeah, now let's let's unless you have any final thoughts on the Washington game, there's obviously um, some fallout from that that we have to discuss. I mean it was good to see. I it felt like I don't know the exact numbers of who was involved, but it just seemed like with the passing there were so many more people involved. I mean Mercedes it's always nice to see him get involved, but Tunyon actually uh, had a good game, which was nice to see, probably because I dropped him in fantasy, so you're welcome. <laughs> um, 
I should have done that earlier. My bad, but you know, it was national tight end day. So he was obviously going to perform. Um, it just kind of felt like a lot of people were getting involved. I think Cobb was involved. Lazard was involved. So it just yeah. kind of felt like one of yeah, those Lazard days where obviously. it was like a whole effort from the offense, which I thought was nice to see. Yep. Uh, Lambo Lebeau mentioning EQ. Um, I do. Oh, yeah, speaking of EQ, I think we have to talk about that punt that EQ kind of helped secure on oh, that line yeah. because that was That's beautiful. Amazing. I really wasn't expecting them to give it to the Packers. Um, I thought they were going to say that it hit the line. So to, you know, I mean, you can't get much more perfect than that. So I think that it's just kind of one of those things where even having a good punter, you know, there were some moments where we really needed him to just go out there and boot one and he's been lights out. So, you know, in those moments where you can't get a scoring drive together to be able to have him help you out and flip a field, it's, it's incredible. So I think that um, it was, it was a really odd game, but everybody did enough of what they needed to do. And, um defensively I think we also just need to point out how important Douglas has been um yes. at cornerback especially in the absence of Jair and then with Kevin King being hurt him coming in you know obviously kind of just a pickup that we weren't expecting to be as involved as he is right now but um he it, it's going to be really hard to want to put Kevin King over him when he comes back because he has just been he's been so amazing and I think that you know he's kind of solidified himself as cornerback three with um and cornerback yeah, two with Jair being hurt so it's you know having him on the field has been a huge help for sure yeah no he's been a very solid signing and I just think the fact that we just you know you just talked all about the cornerback room and we really don't even have to mention Eric Stokes being a clear one as of now with Jair out and just being how good he's been like yeah it's just pretty incredible that he does. He doesn't even really need to be talked about at this point. And we're only seven games into his career because he's just right. been that solid and that consistent. Yes. He was in coverage on the McLaurin touchdown, but it was as tight coverage as you can possibly have. And throughout the rest of the game, we saw how great his coverage has been. And it really always has been, even if he's given up plays guys, aren't just burning past him. He's not blowing assignments. He's right there. And if he's getting beat, it's usually by a great pass and a really good catch. So Stokes, amazing. Douglas, mm -hmm. very good signing. But obviously, we're all hoping to see Jair back as soon as possible. And we may have Kevin King back as soon as tomorrow night. We'll see about that. Yep. But Jair moving, not in a sling, so that's always good. Yeah, Jair not in a sling. That is a great um, sign. I saw Lambo Laveau had a question. So nobody actually mentioned my accent. I think that LA is just like where I was. It's probably one of those places that there's so many people who aren't from the area they're probably just yeah. used to it. And I mean, nobody really cared about me or where <laughs> yeah, I was no, from. So have, have made some comments about <laughs> my Chicago accent, but I don't know. I guess I mean, I really didn't talk to like a whole lot of people. I mean, they asked where I was from and I'm like, Oh, I'm from Minnesota. And you know, they're like, cool. I mean, yeah. they're, well, they're like, Oh, we have, we had somebody else from Minnesota. And Minnesota. I mean, yeah, no, because the way you say Minnesota <laughs> is right off the bat a little bit of a tip to the yeah but, but i mean it's not like i was out there mingling with i mean i just kind of did my own thing and people yeah. didn't freak out too much i mean i don't really notice like the people i talked to i didn't like i don't know what a california accent sounds yeah, like exactly. so That's what I, was about to I, say. I don't even know if they have one <laughs> yeah i've been here for two to about two months and if there is a californian accent i have not picked up on it but either right. way yeah, Zach doesn't. Yeah, Zach is uh, supposed to be doing work, but 
is in our comment section instead because we're we're more important and he understands that so even though he he can't be here he knows where his priorities are so we appreciate that if you get public at work though we'll vouch for him uh, i don't know if i would say the same but um at least one of us would yeah jen's got your back zach i'm a nicer person though that is true. Jen is generally nice, and I'm, I'm kind of the worst. But let's talk about uh, some unfortunate news, obviously, with first starting defensive coordinator Joe Barry testing positive for COVID and him obviously you know, not being in the facility and will not be coaching tomorrow night. And then the big blow comes the next day. Devontae Adams put on the COVID list and – I mean, just what was, what was your initial reaction? Like, where did you see it? How, you know, what was your reaction? Kind of take us through that moment when it happened for you. Because I know for me, it was... For Devante? Yeah. Okay, well, I was like 30,000 feet up in the air when it happened. I was flying oh, home yeah. from LA. So, you know, I go I go up into the air. Everything is fine. I mean, aside from, you know, unfortunately, Joe Barry. But, yeah, um, yeah right, so right, I go... Right, I, uh we're looking at yeah jerry gray will be calling the plays with uh kirk oh it's hard i don't know how to pronounce his last name that well but kirk olivati it's going to be a bit of a a team effort but jerry gray been a defensive coordinator twice in the nfl decades of experience coaching so you never want to switch up your defensive coordinator obviously but i i'm not too nervous about i think jerry gray will, will slide in pretty seamlessly but yeah, let's get back to you being stuck on a plane when this news broke. I didn't even realize yeah. that that's happened. Yeah, I mean, uh, so my flight left at noon. I don't remember exactly what time. At noon Pacific time. Um, I have to clarify that. It's super weird. But yeah. I, so I was in the air by like 10 after. And I get off the plane. And, you know, it's like everything's fine. And all of a sudden, so, you know, we land. I'm like, woohoo, finally home after three hours of flying. And I turn on, um, like, turn off my airplane mode so I can start getting notifications. And it's, like, the first thing I see is a message from my brother in our family chat about Devontae. And I was, like, are you serious? I was, like, (laughs) I couldn't even believe it. So it was, like, I don't know. It was almost, like, I I was a little struck just with the news. It was so – I was so caught off guard because it's, like, that's not exactly what I was expecting to see after not being able to look at my phone for three hours, um, you know, I was just kind of really shocked almost because it just seemed so unbelievable because it's Devante of all people, you know, somebody who is a game changer and who you really do need on that offense. So that was really tough to see. Uh, I kind of like tried to process it, you know, I'm going through all the news and everything trying to figure out. So it's like, he is vaccinated, but he has to test negative twice but it's like they wouldn't put him on the list if he was vaccinated and didn't test positive so it's like all these things and it's like you start to feel bad and hope that his family is okay and you start to hope that him and joe barry are in good health and it's just like it's kind of the first real taste because i know there were guys last year who got put on the covid reserve list but they were never the bigger players you know i think aj Dillon at one point last year but he was a rookie so it's this is kind of the biggest between your defensive coordinator and your like one of your 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 top two offensive players yeah, yeah. um and it's like okay going into you're going to go play a 7-0 team on the road on a short week it's just kind of like of course you know with everything that's happening this year it's not really surprising but 
it is just kind of like the first, it feels like the first real taste of kind of having to battle through that COVID stuff that the Packers are starting to see. And I mean, realistically at the end of the day though, it's their health that's most important. So I just hope that everything is okay with them and um, they're able to come back healthy and that, you know, I mean, we still don't really know. It's, it's unlikely that Devante plays, but um, yeah, we're not, we won't know that until tomorrow when he is or isn't there. So it's it's definitely a blow, but I mean, if they can, you know, they're six and zero without Devante the last few times they've been out without him. And it's honestly, I can't remember the last time he had a season where he played a full season because he's had those injuries, you know, the turf toe and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's still just an odd feeling just to not have him. But has played 16 games in a season, but also obviously adding uh, to that list with Joe Barry and Devante is Alan Lazard, who will also, I mean, he will, he's already been ruled out because he hasn't been vaccinated. So he, yeah, he will, he will not be playing tomorrow night. So we're down Devante and Lazard, but uh, there is a chance MVS returns for tomorrow night's game, which would be a very, I mean, even if Devante was playing, it'd be a great boost without Mm -hmm. Devante, a really big boost. So obviously hoping for MVS to return into the lineup. But like you said, They've been there's six and oh in the last six games that Devontae hasn't played. I believe Rodgers has 17 touchdowns, one pick, like 125 plus passer rating. No one's gonna make the argument, as Rodgers said himself, that they're a better team or better equipped to win a game without Devontae Adams, about the best receiver in the league. But mm-hmm. it also doesn't mean that they're totally screwed. We saw them last year go into New Orleans on the road, facing the Saints, who, you know, with Drew Brees were a top three team in the NFL at that point, and they won that game. And bottom line is when you have Rodgers, when you have 12 under center, you always have a chance. They're, they're, well, and that's never the thing. I, it's more, you know, even with no Devontae, no Alan Lazard, still no, you know, still no word on when Bakhtiari is coming back. It's like even without so many of these offensive players, it's like I'm still more – worried about the defense being able to make stops because it's like the offense you just kind of trust that with the pieces that they have that they're going to be able to put something together and it's like it's going to be one of those games you know where we kind of showcase you know Rodgers does have weapons outside of Devonte, and he's going to be able to utilize those tools so I mean it kind of makes the the Cobb offseason signing look a little bit yeah. better too for people who maybe don't care so much about you know, I'm the feel good story kind of stuff. So I think that, you know, it's a good chance for Cobb to get more involved and it's not like it's unfamiliar territory for him. I mean, um, they'll probably elevate Winfrey off the practice squad, but I don't really know how many snaps he'll take. It could be a chance for Amari Rogers to kind of step in and get some, some snaps. Maybe Tunyon gets a little bit more involved. Um, Maybe just like those Titans in general, you know, and, they they yeah. get Dylan and Jones involved in the passing game a lot too. So it's like it's not like Devontae went down and we had nobody. There's still plenty yeah. to work with on this team. So it's still to me, it's still just a matter of the defense being able to stop the Cardinals offense because they do have a phenomenal offense and that's terrifying. Yeah. But I still think that's yeah. gonna be kind of the biggest test. And I did also say on 
uh, the Packer Report TV that with the Packers offense and kind of the adversity, this might be one of those games where people who think that Matt LaFleur only succeeds because of Aaron Rodgers, this could be one of those games where he kind of proves those guys wrong because I'm really sick of that narrative. Um, so maybe this is the game when he is missing some key players and if they're still able to pull through or at least at least make it a good game because the yeah. Packers are missing an abundance of players. Um, yeah, I think this could be one of those games where LaFleur kind of showcases how he is as a coach. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I said the same thing on, on pack a day that, you know, this is a huge Testament. I mean, for LaFleur, I mean, this is a chance for him to really cement himself amongst the top coaches in the league because yes, look, you still have Aaron Rodgers and, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, and you're always going to have a chance with him. But if we could see him go out there and scheme up, yeah, kind of like that, you know, running the Hopefully, ball. And especially with J.J. Watt being out. Yeah, Watt's going to be out. But I think they, they need to get Aaron Jones very involved in the passing game, similar to the mm-hmm. 2019 game versus the Chiefs, where Jones had like 150 receiving yards on seven or eight receptions and a receiving touchdown should have been two receiving touchdowns, honestly. But I think Jones could be lined up at receiver. I mean, it's not going to be most of the time, but a very nice amount of the time with Dylan in the backfield, have them both out there at the same time, because it's not like you're going to feel that much better lining up Winfrey or Malik Taylor at receiver as opposed to Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones can go out there and run a route like a receiver, and we know he could catch the ball. So... I want to see that, and as Lambo LeBeau said, yeah, Arizona, I would say their their strength is much more in the pass rush as opposed to stopping the run. So, yeah, they need to get – and I say this almost for any game. And, I, you know, with Rodgers, Adams, for me, it doesn't matter. You always start with the run game, getting Jones going, and, and Dylan as well. But once they get that run game going, it opens up the play action. It opens up everything else, and it's just why, why wouldn't you – you have Aaron Jones – in my opinion, right. for sure, top five back in the league, if not better. And it's like with be? with no Devonte, that's the next best offensive player behind him. It goes, you know, it goes Rogers, Devonte, Jones. It's yes, you know exactly. a triple threat yeah. on offense. So even with one head missing, you still got two more, and I think yeah. that still gives me a lot of confidence. And hey, by the way, I'm Aaron Rodgers, so every catch that Cobb gets is points for me, anyways. So yeah, that that is true. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think, you know, I was actually really excited. I mean, I wasn't, I would say I wasn't excited. But okay, I mean, come I, on now. No. Uh-huh. That's just mean. Uh-huh. There's nothing wrong with blue cheese. Um, except for people who don't have the exquisite taste to enjoy it. Yeah, I don't know. You, you I wish I could defend you on that one, Jen, but you're going to have to fight. You've probably, you've probably never even had it, Eli. I, I should have just had you try it. I've had blue cheese and shockingly enough it tastes like mold i don't know why maybe because there's it doesn't mold taste like mold that's just your brain telling you that you're eating it which is mold mm. but it, uh, you can't taste the mold it's chunks yeah, of you cheese can't, you can't taste the mold as long you know if that's the bar you're setting for the food you're eating you can't taste the mold i don't think you're in a great spot personally blue but... cheese is better than ranch Blue cheese is better. Look, I'm, oh, I have number one. I don't need either of those two things. But Jacob, and I don't know why I'm going to put this on the screen, but unbelievable. <laughs> I Gosh. still, so when Pete Carroll was so mad that he threw his gum after oh. aggressively chewing it, I immediately thought of you. I thought it was yeah. phenomenal. 
it was it was I can't I can't even look at Pete Carroll's face on the sidelines. It's just <laughs> it's literally like he's just chomping down all day. I don't want to. We're not going to discuss that. It's just no. But no chewing gum. No. I should have just you know I'm going to start chewing gum on the show. Yeah, blowing no. bubbles. And... You you will be muted or potentially booted. I have. Off. I have power now, thanks to Jacob. Jacob gave me power here, so I can put myself back in the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is what I've gone by for many years. Uh, Middle name, Pete Carroll, for sure. But (laughs) yeah, Jen, definitely don't do that, please, ever. But um, as you mentioned, I'm in in the same camp as you kind of where I think with the offense and Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and overall, like they're going to get – they're going to do well enough where they get put up some points and they look pretty good. It's really how. I'm sorry. I just defense. can't ignore this one. Oh, oh my no. gosh. <laughs> well, what do I do? Um, I call. Well, the thing is that you, in. you would vomit, but your mouth would be duct taped shut. So you... <laughs> it, it would just come out of my nose, probably maybe my ears. Oh that my god! I guess I'm getting numb. No, like, I, I think we should just keep it up there. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's a fantastic just... thought. Thank you, Lambo Lebeau, for that. Yeah, I needed that today. Look, that is a better two a.m. hypothetical than some of the other two a.m. hypotheticals we've gotten here on the show. That's the, the best past. one for sure. 100%. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to get into the other ones. And I, yeah, um, but like you said, this is going to be a much bigger challenge, I think, for the Packers defense. Than, than it will be for the offense. You're going up against one of the most explosive offenses in the league. Kyler Murray being a mobile quarterback, we know the Packers, doesn't matter who's on the defense, doesn't matter who the coordinator is, it's been a decade plus where mobile quarterbacks have been a real, real problem for this defense. You've got DeAndre I mean, Hopkins. how many yards did Heineke run for? And he's no um, Kyler Murray, so... Yeah, Heineke ran for 95 yards, okay? I think so, Heineke was just playing out of his mind, though. Like I said, you know, he's grew up a Packer fan you know, playing at Lambeau. He, he, he was all over the place, you know, on fumbles, and he he was playing ridiculously. But, I mean, for him to run as much as he did and then you turn around on a short week and you're going to be playing Kyler Murray, it's like if Heineke's doing that too, makes me really nervous as to what they're going to be doing with Kyler yeah. Murray because, yeah, some running quarterbacks have not been – friendly to the Packers for a long, long time. And I, I don't know what they're going to do to scheme against that. Um, and it's, it's going to be tough too, you know, no defensive coordinator. So yeah. that makes it tough too. When you're down your coach, it, I don't know, it just, it gives me like that PTSD and I'm just hoping that they can yeah, hold, I him think to, them. hold him to enough. Like I, I, I expect him to get some breakouts but if they can yeah, kind of sure. contain him to an extent, that's yeah. going to be important. But I mean, that offense is that what I, I kind of said this on Packer Report. This offense is like like a leveled up version of the Bengals because the Bengals have a really good receiving core, quarterback, tight end. You know, they have that good duo uh, running back, and that's what the Cardinals are. Just you know, a couple right. levels higher. Right. So yeah. it's just one of those things where they played. They played the Bengals offense well, all things considered. But, you know, obviously Murray is a better quarterback. He's a more mobile quarterback. I don't know. There's just a lot that makes me nervous about this, especially when we're missing so many key defensive players. But, I I mean, 
you know, Thursday night games can get weird. So you just yeah, never really know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I am still expecting a extremely uh, entertaining game. And, you know, it would surprise me if the Packers just kind of came flat and just fell on their face. Like, I think they right. know. Like, no, Devontae, no, Devontae, doesn't matter. This is too big of a game. And it's, you know, you're going into this game knowing all that. It's not like one of those things where it happens in game and all of a sudden it's, it's one of those things. It's like you, you're preparing to go into battle with many second stringers. (laughs) So, and luckily this is going to be one of those, I know a lot of people are like next man up, which I love the next man up mentality, but. I would like somebody to give us a break because we were running out of men at this point. Yeah, exactly. It's but, it's gonna be... <laughs> man, but real quick, right, it's going to be a true yeah. test, though. Yeah, and and you, I saw you you t- tweeted about this, and it's something I actually spoke uh, with my brother about for a minute. And look, Brandon Cooks tweeted today. Uh, I think. Oh yeah. Dakota, this I was is, like, what did I tweet? Bullshit. What a joke. <laughs> And he was, I, I assume. I think was it was the, the Mark Ingram trade. The Ingram, that's what I yeah. kind of heard too. The Texans trading Mark Ingram to the Saints, and I mean, look, we all know the Houston Texans—they're not a good football team. They don't seem like a good football organization. It just seems like a total mess over there. And like you said, I mean, yeah, and Lambo Lebeau here. I mean, oh my bad, there. Oh, Andrew, yeah. figure okay. it out. Um, yeah, I see but, Andrew laughing backstage at you. Yeah, um, Brandon Cooks. For 1.5 million, like Lambo Lebeau said, why not? Why the hell not? And we've, right. we've obviously done plenty of business with Houston this year. We traded Kadar Holman to them, and then we obviously traded for Randall Cobb. I'll, we signed Whitney Merciless coming out of Houston. The relationship is already there between Goody and that front office. And I would be surprised if Goody hasn't already made a call yet. Like, why not? You're you're, right. you're missing Devontae right now. Other guys. Like, you know, MVS went down. It's kind of been like a throwing people in to match the production. But Brandon Cooks, everywhere he's been in his career, regardless of the scheme, the quarterback, the offense, whatever it's been, he has been a very, very good player at every stop along his career. And I don't – and he's been, even in Houston, with Davis Mills at quarterback, he's been incredible. Like, he's, he's one of the yeah. top receivers in the league. And if they could get him for – at this point – it wouldn't surprise me if you could get him easily for a late round pick, fifth or later round pick. Houston has no reason to hold on to him. So why right. not? And why I, not? I've heard things that he, like, he's just kind of a good locker room guy too, which, you know, mm-hmm. if you can add that kind of talent for that kind of money, who is also not only going to elevate your team on the field, but your team in the locker room. Yeah. I think that's one of those things where you, you at least want to know that Goody goes out there and makes the effort. Um, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and it's like I get it. At some point, all these receivers are going to come back. But if this is our all-in year, go all go in. All and all in. the people, exactly. I this was my tweet specifically that you're referring to. All the people who want OBJ, I don't want OBJ. But to see Brandon Cooks possibly be available, that's somebody who I would want. You know, OBJ is just like the mentality, the playing a lot of inconsistency with him where it's like he can, yeah, money. It's like he can be this phenomenal player, but I just feel like there's more consistency (laughs) in all. um, Yes, Jacob, I am team. Always know. know. There's just something about OBJ that just kind of turns me off when it comes to wanting him on this team. Um, 
yeah, no, maybe I don't. Maybe I don't even have a straight answer for it, but I just, no, I, you know, I, I Brandon Cooks just seems like one of those guys who, and you know, Randall Cobb. So he's played with um, a receiver that is here with the Packers now. So it'd be maybe an easier transition, but I don't know. There's just something about Brandon Cooks that's extremely likable as a player and as a person. And for 1.5 mil, I don't understand how you don't at least make the call. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, make the call. Just see 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 what you can work out. He is a legitimate. I mean, he comes in. He's he's your wide receiver too. Look, we all right. we are all fans of MVS, and we're seeing his growth kind of. But on a down to down basis, you're going to have Devonte and Cooks on the outside with probably Cobb in the slot or whoever you want to put there, but most likely Cobb. But Devonte and Cooks on the outside, all of a sudden teams. That's it. You fine. You want to go and put all your attention on Devonte? You're going to have another Pro Bowl receiver burning you mm-hmm. the whole game. I mean, Brandon Cooks is a serious, serious. Well, and can you imagine okay. like, like having Devonte and Brandon Cooks and MVS and Randall Cobb? It's like, yeah, that's I, it, it just opens like, up so many options. It kind of reminds me, you know, I got like the the posters over here with like the perfect yeah, pack, and it's like yeah, you yeah, kind of yeah, have yeah. to, um, yeah, I mean, it's. It, it could be such a ridiculous receiving core. And then you add in yeah. the tight end group that they have. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, it, I, I have... want it. I want it so bad, which means we're not going it, to, it's not going to happen. But <laughs> <Yeah, kinda> like, <laughs> this is me getting though, my hopes up for no reason once again. Yeah. Like last year with the Will Fuller thing, which in the end worked out, obviously he, he ended up being yeah. suspended. I would rather, but even like if you could but have given me still, Cooks or Fuller, Cooks or I'd still pick Cooks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Fuller has dealt with injuries his whole and career. And not just because I have Cooks in fantasy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but Cooks has just been insanely consistent everywhere he's gone. And for receivers especially to go from one team to another, one quarterback to another, and stay consistent, very rare. You do not see that a right. lot at all. So, you know, we probably spent a little more time on a hypothetical than you could have. But I think considering how much – how much talk we've had with and, and business they've done with the Texans, it's maybe more than just talk. Like OBJ, hypothetical, fine, whatever. Cooks, like if they're looking to move him, I don't see why we wouldn't be one of the first teams on the phone, if not the first. Right. We've done plenty of business with them. But um, yeah, let's get back to Thursday night. So right now we're going in with the mindset of no Devontae, no Lazard. Let's assume MVS will be in there. But who are you going to look for on offense to really pick up the slack and be whether whether it's in the run game or the pass game, but someone that LaFleur and Rodgers will lean on to get them through this game and put up points. I'm saying Randall Cobb, you know, no Devontae. No, I, I'm kind of leaning with the the mindset of no MBS, just kind of preparing for the worst kind of scenario. Yeah. But Randall Cobb is a trusted receiver with Aaron Rodgers. And without Devontae, I could see Rodgers wanting to lean on him a little bit more. And, um, you know, obviously newer to the LaFleur system, maybe they spent the week trying to kind of scheme him in a little bit more. So I think that um, Randall Cobb, he's one of those guys, and you can trust him to pick up that slack too. You know, this isn't asking much of him. It's just he knows how to go out there and do this. So um, thank thank you, Lambo LeBeau. I can't can't read and think at the same time. But (laughs) no, I I, I just – I think that this is a Randall Cobb game. And I think that this is one of those moments for him to kind of just show some vintage Randall Cobb and Aaron Rodgers uh, connection. And I think that um, I do think Aaron Jones is going to be kind of 
heavily relied on, but when it comes to the passing game, I, I'm at least hoping to see a lot of Randall Cobb. And I think that just the pass with Aaron Rodgers and with Devontae out, that's obviously one guy that Rodgers knows he can lean on and knows he can trust to basically get any ball thrown his way. And Randall Cobb, for a long, long time, and even still is one of those guys here in Rodgers. So I don't see why he wouldn't be more involved without, you know, your top two receivers going into, I mean, top two that were healthy. And now, you know, maybe your top three receivers, um, not including Randall Cobb. So I I think that it's, it's the kind of game that we get to see him more involved and he gets to kind of have that big game back with the Packers. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of got a glimpse of that versus Pittsburgh. It was really more the two touchdowns. Right. wasn't necessarily a ton of receptions and yardage. But, yeah, I think I think this could be a game where we see him catch upwards of six balls, maybe get around 100 yards, hopefully get in the end zone. And, uh, oh, gosh. Ben, <laughs> I was going to throw it up, but. <laughs> killing me, killing me, bro. Um, so, yeah, I, I do like the Cobb call. And for me, I think Tanyan needs to build on last week's performance and, you know, be just a consistent piece of the offense, not just in the red zone, but just getting down the field and kind of, I'm kind of going with a little two-parter because like you, you kind of said though, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon could be deciding factors in this game and just how they run the ball and how they catch the ball, but they need to set the tone slow down the pass rush because Chandler Jones should be back. Of course, obviously he missed the last game or two comes back right. against us, obviously. So yeah, Jones and Dylan, they're the ones who need to slow down the Cardinals pass rush and get things going. And uh, Andrew, Andrew's going with Amari Rogers, which I, I, I totally hear. And I would love to see it. Look, you drafted him in the third round. I would love to see him uh, get some more targets. I'm sure he will. And I mean, look, he's for sure going to have to be playing a lot more than we've seen. And if Aaron Rodgers gets any kind of connection with him going now, I think that it would be great just moving forward. We've already seen some minuscule flashes. So yeah, Yeah, this could be his real breakout potential performance, you know, maybe to put him on the map as a rookie receiver and really go out there. And look, we've seen Aaron Rodgers play the Cardinals in Arizona with a lot of backup receivers before. We all know how yeah. it ended. It didn't end that great, but we know that Rodgers did. It didn't end at the fault of the offense, though. <laughs> exactly. It didn't end at the, exactly. I mean, Rodgers and the offense, they did what it had to when be When Jeff Janis is out there the catching Hail Marys. I, yeah. yeah, multiple Hail Marys. I mean, Janis, yeah, I think that was that was the drive where I mean, Which, he had over 100 I yards I think Janis got drive. hurt. Janis wouldn't have even, even yeah. been able to come back in because he got hurt. <laughs> See, that's the problem. I mean, real quick, just that game, they were going to go for two after that Hail Mary, but Janice was hurt, and the play call they had needed a third receiver, and all they had left on the team was James Jones and Jared Aberderis because Cobb <laughs> got hurt earlier. They didn't have a third receiver to do the play, and looking back, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. they end up losing the game, but just the thought of getting that Hail Mary and then going for two, getting it and winning would have been – Pretty pretty life changing, but obviously that's not what happened. (laughs) But yeah, so going into Thursday night, we will we will see on Devontae's status tomorrow. Obviously, don't get your hopes up. We know Lazard will not be there. We know Joe Barry will not be there. But I'm very confident in Jerry Gray and the rest of the defensive staff. And especially when you've got when you've got Devondre Campbell 
with the mic in his helmet. When he, when he's got the headset, yeah. it's like you're you're in yeah. good hands. We almost went a show. We almost went a whole show without talking about Campbell. I'm happy. You and it's his. Out. This is his former team, correct? So yeah. it's kind of one of those Devondre Campbell revenge games. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, with with the way he's been playing, and if it's going to be one of those revenge games, it's like if he can elevate his game even more against his former team, that'd be epic. Yeah, no, I mean, if he, I don't even know how he could uh, up his game, considering how right. he's been. But if he, if, look, if he wants to prove us wrong, I'm not going to complain. That's for sure. But before we head out for this week, as always, we got to get a score prediction. So, Jen, what are you thinking heading into this very highly anticipated Thursday night matchup with the undefeated Cardinals? Um, I. I'm a homer optimist, so I will always pick the Packers to win. I think that any team is beatable on any given day, and the Cardinals are due for a loss. So this could be one of those weird Thursday games where, um, you know, Matt LaFleur has a fantastic coaching game and the offense steps up despite losing some key players. Maybe the defense actually kind of just balls out. You know, maybe they continue the trend um, of those red zone stops, which would be nice. And I think that it's it's not like the potential isn't there for this team to win. It's not like we're going in and I'm like, oh, man, they're just going to get slaughtered. That is absolutely yeah. not what I'm thinking. I think that they still 100% have a chance to be in this game. I think it's going to be really close, but I still am picking the Packers to win this one 27-24. 27. So, so does that mean we're looking at some Mason Crosby magic to end the game? Or do you uh, not want potentially. To I, I don't want it to be – Coming down to a field goal, I just the stress. I can't do it anymore. I trust Mason with my life. If my life was on the line and he had to kick a field goal, I'd trust him to make it. But I mean, I but just I I can't handle it anymore. So yeah, if they could no, just it, it maybe, be... but at the same time, then it's like, okay, is it going to be one of the maybe? It's like close at the end, and you're just hoping that they hold it. So I I, I think it's just going to be a stressful game. But I'm really yeah. hoping that given everything that is happening that it's still a lot of fun and it's kind of one of those if anything a moral victory kind of game yeah exactly i, mean, I look, would approve of that Jacob. i always approve of a savage win like that yes i would i would always like that and real quick looks like we've got some news on jj watt and jen considering your fandom of jj Watt oh. like this he is undergoing what is likely to be season-ending shoulder surgery. So, mm, look, I hate that for him. Yeah, I mean, J.J. Watt, I think everyone who's a fan of the Packers knows, obviously, his roots being from Wisconsin and all that. From and, small town Pewaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah, so you never want to see that. And look, no. I'm not going to pretend like I'm complaining that he's not playing tomorrow night. I mean, you might complain about it. For me, I'm pretty happy that he's not, but... I obviously. I, I think I tweeted earlier. It's like I'm bummed. I'm bummed because it's like yeah. I do love to watch him play too, and it. I wish that both teams were healthy and had all their players because this could really be one of those ball out games for both teams, and it's just kind yeah. of um, the real. Yeah, no. I mean, it would have been nice. Both teams at 100 percent give you a better idea. Truly, Sorry, I was just reading the comment. Play. Like I said, can't yeah, no, think and read. <laughs> No, because yeah, this. I mean, look, we all thought JJ Watt was coming to Green Bay, and not that we I would still be would have about that. been okay with it. Yeah, exactly. But but look, that's that's part of the risk of JJ Watt. That's tough, you know, man. 
Me. I'm yeah. upset now. You no, know, I, I didn't want I to just, end it off upsetting you, but I just feel so. Uh, you know, there's nothing to hate about JJ Watt except for that he's really good, and you hate to play against him. It's just you know, exactly. a, a player said, of dude. a player of that ability, the injury bug. It just it hates him and it, it keeps going after him for no reason. It's just like, let this man play. Yeah. Especially so, I mean, yeah, it was a bummer that he wasn't going to be able to play um, in our game, but I want to be able to see him go out there. I mean, I mean, he's with, he's with a good team. He's obviously helping him out. So man, yeah, well, now I'm upset. I, I can't even yeah, think now. Exactly. That was not my intention, but our wonderful producer, Andrew gave me a little tip to check out someone's Twitter, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about the source of where it came from. That man's name doesn't need to be mentioned on this show. But uh, so, yeah, you had 27-24. Yeah. And, I mean, see, the problem is, is like, you like it wouldn't be crazy to predict a Packers loss here. And I don't know if it's maybe just me. This is where Zach usually comes in and says that yeah. they're going to lose. <laughs> but look, I can't sit here and say that I'm as confident as I maybe was versus Washington. Like, obviously I'm not, right. but I still have a ton of faith in this team. And I think this game could go either way. And I think, like you said, Thursday games could get a bit weird. And I think it's going to be a little bit lower scoring than people expect. And I'm actually going to go 23-21 Packers. And I am going to say we get another Mason Crosby game winner here. Oh, in my gosh. Knock it off. It's going to be 21-20. Aaron Rodgers is going to come on the field, drive them into position, and Mason Crosby is going to seal it. But, yeah, everyone. I do need uh, to throw up this tweet because thank you, Lambo LeBeau. Yes, I'll make you. sure next week Zach talks less so I can talk yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, we would all enjoy that on a weekly basis. No, uh, Zach, Zach is just – he's smart, so I just yeah, let him talk a lot. Zach, but yeah, Zach I, I appreciate – getting getting more more talking platform without him being here but he'll be back next week and then you'll hear much less from me don't worry yeah well we'll see how next week goes and obviously we'll be recapping tomorrow's game and as yeah it's our first thursday game of the year but everyone uh thank you for tuning in and before we head out real quick make sure to give jen a follow on twitter at big mac underscore four you can find Zach, who is not here tonight, but always want to give him a follow on Twitter at it's Zachariah J. And you can find myself at Book of Eli underscore NFL. Make sure to make follow. Make sure you, I was going to say, Game make on, sure you yeah, subscribe. Game on Wisconsin at Game on WI on Twitter and subscribe on YouTube at Game on Wisconsin. Um, all, you know, subscribers, we appreciate all of you and tuning in. We appreciate it. And yeah, look, you know, it's going to be a wild game tomorrow. Obviously, we're not going to have the full squad. But I'm so confident in the Packers. Go Pack, go everyone, and and stay safe. And also wishing the best to Joe Barry, Devontae Adams. And I don't think Alan Lazard ever tested positive, but I'm going to wish him all the best anyway because yeah. we love you, Alan Lazard. And we will see you next week, hopefully at 7-1 and one, and at the top of the entire NFC. We will see you. Go Pack. Yeah, no, that was a bad idea. <laughs> what you think, Fred? All right. Fred. <laughs> like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm doing very well, Jen. Is it just going to be me and you or Eli and Zach going to pop in? Yeah, they'll talk every once in a while. He was already in. Right away. It's kind of, well, we're used to you atta attacking us, so.
Sorry. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. Who do you see as the quarterback week one for the Green Bay Packers? I see.